and welcome to Interval, the Norwich Theatre Royal podcast. With a new episode releasing each month, this show will bring you exclusive news, views, interviews and behind the scenes content. We will have the latest information for shows and events at Norwich Theatre Royal, Norwich Playhouse and our Learning and Participation Centre, Stage 2. If you're interested in the performing arts in Norfolk, then this is the podcast for you. In this month's episode, we're getting ready for a show that needs no introduction. The Matilda the Musical special. Our communications officer Judy met up with the cast of The Global Phenomenon for a series of fantastic interviews. First up is Elliot Harper, who plays Miss Trunchbull. Elliot told us about the transformation process of becoming the iconic arch nemesis and revealed a surprising personal connection to Norwich City. This school of late has started freaking Quiet maggots when I'm speaking Reeking with the most disturbing scent Only the finest nostrils smell it But I know it oh too well It is the odour of rebellion It's the bouquet of dissent And you may bet your britches this headmistress finds this foul odiferousness wholly olfactorily insulting. And so to stop the stenches spread, I find a session of fizz ed sorts the merely rank from the revolting. Can you tell me a little bit about Matilda and what it's like to be part of this sort of juggernaut of a show? I can. Um, well, firstly, it's uh, it's awesome. Um, it's the first thing I would say. It's great fun, um, and yeah, it's a wonderful experience in that you're performing alongside, obviously, lots of children, which is uh, I would say relatively unique um, in the theatre. And and I think when when they produce the performances they do, and when they perform to the standard they do, that's um, that's pretty unique and amazing thing to be part of. Um, so that's great. And then the, the spectacle of it and being a part of such a big show and uh, such a well-respected show is uh, obviously it's wonderful. And the, you know the audience reaction um, is uh, is always is always fantastic. And so yeah, being part of that element of it is very rewarding and and great fun. It's a really fun show. Mm-hmm. So. And especially the part I play as well, it's great fun, you know. Yeah. And you are? I'm Miss Trunchbull. I play Miss Trunchbull, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, well, it's sort of iconic, really, character, really, isn't she? And um, it's, it's become an iconic part, I think, in, in, sort of, in musical theatre. Um, so 
you know, very fortunate to, to have um, been chosen to do that. Um, so, yeah. You were in Matilda in the West End. I was. Did you play? So I, I, play, I played the escapologist when I, when I was in the London show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did that and I did that for two years. So I was, yeah, a different part of, of the, you know, of the show. And, um, which was, yeah, equally, equally rewarding, but just sort of in a, you know, in a very different way. You know, you're, you're, um, it's, it's a very, you see, you see the show from a very different perspective and you're, you know, you're included in a very different way. So it's almost like doing a different show now. Um, and of course the characters are wildly different and um, so it's great to be it's great to be back to be part being part of it but but in a different different situation different way uh, because Craig Ells played uh, Miss Trunchbull role for a long while didn't he, he? did yeah. you, when you were in the show were you sort of looking at, at that and thinking oh one day I'd, I'd like to be there and were you picking up tips or have you uh, made it your own character, slightly different. Um, Craig was was amazing, sort of synonymous with the part. Really, um, he uh, so what I of course I admired him, and I always thought it was a you know a wonderful a wonderful part that I always sort of like yeah would have wanted to play. But as as for being, uh, I, I think I'm very different to Craig. I'm a very you know I'm uh, different in in every way. I would say probably you know. Um, and and I think that's that's you know probably a very good thing. I mean, our stature is very different, and our voices are very different. The qualities of our voices, and and I think probably what we bring to we bring to the part is is, is very different. So that's that's interesting as well. It's interesting for me, and and um, I think probably for him as well. He's going to come actually. He's going to come see it in Bradford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So we're great friends. So that's nice as well. Yeah. So, but he's he's been very supportive along the way, and you know, he's certainly given me some tips and and thoughts of his own, and we've sort of compared notes and those sorts of. That's been really nice to have that. Cause you don't always have that. You know that I've had that. I have had that support in him. Um, which has been which has been really nice, yeah. yeah that's good. Um, and what is it like to play her? Is she quite physically demanding to play? It it is it mm. is it is a very demanding part. You know, it just is. I mean, um, physically, it's very demanding. It's very front-footed. You know, and when you're playing that sort of, um, you know, you, you, it's not throughout the piece, but you know, there's a lot of anger involved there, and there's a lot. She's a very complicated character, so there's lots of ups and downs, and you have to feel the peaks and troughs. Um, that, that she goes through, um, but it is—it's very fair. I mean, because there's, obviously there's the choreography to consider. There's you know the vocal stamina you need. I mean, uh, vocally, sort of so certainly singing-wise, you know that you need a lot of stamina for that, and that's that's exhausting in itself. Um, but then to think about all the other elements that that make her one person, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough role. But there's there's also something really to be really enjoyed about the challenge of that. You know, it's. Um, it is. It's, it's, it's demanding, but but equally very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. In that, in that she, sense. she is a sort of grotesque, isn't she? Really. How would mm. you describe her character? And has she got any redeeming qualities? It's hard to find. It is hard. I mean, as an actor, you sort of have to try and find some sort of redeeming qualities in the characters, but you have to sympathise with them to some extent. I can sympathise with her because, you know, it's like you know a lot of people in life. I imagine you know they they've. They, they are who they are because of, of what's happened to them in, in their past. And, and certainly I think, you know, um, Agatha was, uh, was bullied when she was a child and, and had a, a you know, particularly hard upbringing, which, and she was always, you know, the second, 
second favourite uh, with regard to her relationship with her sister and her parents didn't necessarily view her in, in the same light as they viewed her sister. She was always second best and always trying to compensate for that. And, and so, yeah, you can, it's important to empathise with, with the characters you're playing, I think. Um, but does she have any redeeming qualities? Uh, I don't think she does. She's a murderer, <laughs> which is, you know, not great. And um, she's pretty sadistic and, and, and doesn't treat Matilda. Because she's essentially been Matilda's guardian um, as Matilda... I'm sorry, Miss Honey's guardian um, as, she was, uh, as she was growing up and treated her very poorly and unfairly. And so, yeah. But then, you know, for, this, for the purposes of the story, that, that raises the stakes, you know, and the mm -hmm. fact that she doesn't have any, you know, seemingly redeemable qualities as far as the audience are concerned. Um, is great juxtaposition to, you know, Matilda and Miss Honey, and um, and that makes for a great, great story, I think. Miss Trunchbull, she's she has a quite a physique on it, doesn't she? Is there a mm. lot of padding? Can you can you sort of describe how long it takes you to get ready? Is the makeup and wigs and yeah, yeah, it's um it's really helpful actually, just because <laughs> uh, hopefully I don't look anything like I do <laughs> when I'm in the show. Um, but it's about a half hour process, I would say, in total. And um, yeah, obviously the makeup and then I'll have a, a very sort of distinctive wig um, that is, you know, greased perfectly. Um, you know, she's not a particularly clean woman and doesn't, doesn't value, uh, you know, looking great, I wouldn't say. And then I have a couple of prosthetics, like I have like a mono brow <laughs> and uh, like a wart on my nose and on my, on my lip. And um, yeah, and there, there is a, a suit, a padded suit, um, basically, that, that sort of gives me the appearance of being sort of much bigger, um, uh, which is great. I'm six foot two, so uh, being that tall and becoming that wide is, uh, is, is what, what you need, really, um, to, to sort of, um, yeah, to, 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 to give that impression. And certainly on stage, it's very helpful because you're, you know, visually it has to look like you know, you, you tower over Matilda, so it all helps, helps the, the, the story. Um, and so, yeah, and she has sort of like a, a smock that she wears and um, the costume's actually based on a, a horticulturalist. Is that the right way to say it? I think it is. So I found this out um, where Old Dog Grubs, a place called Great Missenden, which is actually the village in which the Matilda's actually supposed to be set. And... Um, I contacted the, the um, someone at the Royal Dahl Museum, the, um, I don't, I can't remember her, her title, but um, she, was, she was very helpful and uh, she sent me a picture of, of the, the woman that Miss um, Trunchbull uh, was supposed to be based on in, in the sense that, and how she looked, and she was quite a strict sort of uh, mistress of this school for, for, for gardening, essentially, <laughs> and, and that's that's where he got that's where he got his vision for her. I think she was a much nicer woman than the Miss Trunchbull ended up being. But show me this picture of, of her in this very smart sort of smock with a tie, and and that's yeah, that was sort of the idea behind how she looks. Yeah. Without naming names, is there a fearsome head teacher in your schooling? In my schooling, <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a really good question. I don't know, I don't know if there was. You know, that there was. Um, there was a couple of fierce teachers along the way that I remember, yeah, definitely. But um, but yeah, not a head, not a head, uh, mm. not a head mistress. I remember once um, I did have a teacher in primary school who had a cane, 
but obviously couldn't use it, but it was like, it's just sort of like resting against the wall as sort of like a, you know, a threat or whatever. And I thought that was a bit, that's a bit dark, isn't it? <laughs> but, um, um, you're with us in Norwich in, from July, yeah. five weeks. Um, have you been to Norwich before? Do you have any Norfolk connections at all? This is, this is an honest, true story. I used to play football for Norwich City when I was, <laughs> that's, that is the truth. When I was when I was uh, when I was like thirteen, fourteen years of age, I um, yeah I played football for Norwich City, yeah, and it was something I it was something I I I was toying. What I always wanted to be a footballer, obviously, you know, don't make it easy for myself to be an actor or a footballer. And when I sit when I was sixteen, I sort of like it didn't it didn't work out. I mean, I didn't I didn't make it as such, you know, but. Um, but I did. I played for I played for Norwich for a few years. Yeah. So th- that was what the youth squad. Or? Yeah, the youth yeah. squad. Yeah, sorry, not never. Obviously, not in the first team. Yeah, I was no, like but, 13, but you 14, were. Right? It, it wasn't just like the football in the community. You were actually, you know, part of the club and. Yeah, well, I used to. I used to yeah. train at the. I used to go to the training ground there in Norwich, and yeah. so I, I spent a lot of time there. And um, I, um, oh, we, I played some amazing games and had some amazing experiences. You know, because you're treated. Brilliantly at that time, because you you know you're there's the potential that you could be you know the, the next big thing for the club or whatever. So they you, they do take it very seriously, very seriously. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was sort of scouted when I was I played for a Sunday league team when I was back home, and then you sort of get you know scouted or someone sees potential in you, and then so that lasted for a few years. Yeah. So. So who are your contemporaries? Who my contemporaries? I don't know anyone of like it's. I mean, the odds of making it as as a mm. footballer are, are extremely slim. But I did. I used to play with Jermaine Defoe. I used to play with him. Not not at Norwich, but um, when when I played in Sunday League football, he he played. And there was a guy called Leon Knight, who was a, another John Terry. I played against once against <laughs> John Terry. Um, so yeah. yeah. So so what sort of happened? You then started. You weren't quite making the grade, but were always gravitating towards theatre. Or yeah, I went off and played. After I played at Norwich, I went to play at Millwall. Um, and then when I was sixteen, I. Uh... Wait, you're just casually throwing this. <laughs> <laughs> <That's amazing>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah and then. Um, yeah, and then I and then I think they just sort of said, you know, it's it's quite a bit of a long shot, and you know, I went to quite a good school, and they sort of said, you know, you should go and you should go and study, and because otherwise, you know, you, you might because I wasn't going to get a professional contract, I don't think. So then I, yeah, turned more to the acting thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you still play football? I don't, you know, I don't. It's um, that's one of the things with the job we do. I suppose you sort of sacrifice those things in that you know your 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 job is your hobby. Um, which is an amazing thing in itself, but you know, as far as evening goes, obviously you can't do evening classes, or you know, you can't really belong to a team because you never know where you're going to be and all the rest of it. So that's kind of just one of the things about being an actor is that you, you know, you sort of forego those those things really. Um, but I'm happy with that. That's okay. It's mm. <laughs> <laughs> good. If you want to throw the hammer for your country, you have to stay inside the circle all the time. And if you want to make the team, you don't need happiness or self-esteem. You just need to keep your feet inside the line. Sing, children. Two, three, four. If you want to throw the hammer for your country,
Mrs. Wormwood is played by Rebecca Thornhill. The highly experienced character actress discussed her wide range of roles in musical theatre and the joy of her character's prickly relationship with her husband. Content has never been less important, so you have got to be You gotta learn to stand up and stick out from the crowd. A little less flat, a lot more heel. A little less fat, a lot more feel. A little less brains, a lot more hair. A little less head, a lot more hairy hair. Um, she is wonderful. She is a nasty mum, and. Um, she loves ballroom dancing. Uh, I don't think she's very good at it, but she loves it. And she loves Rodolfo, who's her dance teacher. And uh, her and her husband have a fantastic energy together. It's kind of mad energy, like fast mad energy in the house. Uh, and Matilda's sort of this strange being that's arrived in the house. Um, and uh, they kind of ignore her because they... they they didn't want her really, basically, which is quite sad. Uh, and also, she's intelligent, and it kind of she kind of questions them all the time, and they can't really deal with that. So there's a lot there's a lot going on, you know. Um, and there's something new every night. Um, something happens, and also because we get different Matildas, we get different reactions, and you don't know what they're going to come out with. I mean, some of them really tell you off. <laughs> you literally go off and go, "Oh, I really got told off on that one," you know. Um, so it's exciting in that sense. Um, I love doing the tour. It's great going to different theatres and the different um, atmospheres and different reactions. Uh, and also because things are funny in some place and not in others. You know, because we all have different sense of humour, thank God. Um, and uh, so that's fun. That's a good thing about the tour. Your relationship with your uh, husband yeah. in the show is really prickly, isn't it? What yeah, is we don't like? need to act. <laughs> <laughs> we like no. We knew we husband, knew yeah. You, we've so. known each other before. <laughs> we've worked together before. We did mm. top hat um, musical mm. tour, uh, so we know each other quite well. Um, and it's just easy. We just bounce off each other. Um, I I laugh every day without, you know, definitely every day. We're always laughing and we're always saying things different as we go across and fighting and. Da, da, da. Um, well, basically, he's supposed to he's supposed to make the money and bring it home for Mrs. Wormer so that she can do her nails and her hair and keep pretty. You know, it's a simple thing and he just can't get it right. So he sells these cars and she thinks, oh yeah, yeah, he's going to bring the money. No, I won't tell you anymore because I'll give away the plot. <laughs> Are there things you like about your character? Does she oh, I love her. Um, does she? No, no, she doesn't. No, not really. Um, I love the colour, colourfulness of her. 
um, and I love the costume. I love wearing it. I just, it's just fun. And it's really heavy, the skirt's really heavy, and when you move it, it all just sort of flounces and just gives you that extra sort of, you know, va va -voom. I love it. Um, I, like, I like the ridiculousness of her, you know. And the hair, the hair's just fabulous, you know. Mm. Something you'd never, you know, do yourself. And to get to wear it, it's just like, yeah, look at that. It's just brilliant. You've done a lot of theatre, haven't you? Yeah. You've played some really big female roles in just about yeah. every big West End show going. I've done a few, yeah. I wouldn't say <laughs> yeah. all of them. Yeah. I've not yeah. done Mary Poppins and Mary Poppins. Right. Or, you know, I'm always sort of like the Mrs Banks, I was always the mum, yeah. or, or, you know, Witches of Eastwood. It was great fun. And it's funny you forget. That's the, the you know, because it's 31 years, you know, and you... Someone said, oh, you did that? And you went, oh, yes, of course, yes, yes. Mm. <laughs> you just, yeah. Yeah. And has, has there been a thread sort of running through the characters that you've chosen? Not really, although or? someone did write, oh, God, she's doing another squeaky character. So that was quite interesting. And I thought, oh, I'd never thought about that before. Um, I do sort of do, I do my, mine's quite varied. I'm lucky in that sense, you know. Because, like, before this, I did Morticia in Adam's Family for a tiny little section. And that was totally different to this. And then, you, you know, I've done other sort of classical roles. And then I can do comedy. But I love comedy. The problem is that when I do all the classical ones, I always want to bring in something that's fun and funny. <laughs> I sometimes get told off for that. But, uh, but yeah. Mm. I guess, I, I don't know, a variety. I like, because I'm quite, uh, as you look at me now, I'm just quite plain you know there's nothing there's nothing distinct you know so which is good because that's the thing that makes me work a lot if you know what I mean because you can mold you into whatever so I think I think that's sort of you know handy are, are there <laughs> any other characters in the show male or female that, that trunch, you if you definitely change, trunch you would I'll be want to play trunch who, who doesn't want to play trunch it's the best part the dialogue is stunning and and what do you think it is about the story that children just love so much well I think it watching the show it encourages them to be brave and to, to to not be afraid of being intelligent and reading books and standing up for yourself and seeing what's right and wrong um, and I watching the kids on stage because they're phenomenal you know they're like they're amazing how much they retain and the kids must sit there and go I could do that you know and that's kind of lovely isn't it mm and go, yeah, I'd like to do that, that's really good. Mm. Yes, the, I mean, the, the storyline's an inspiration, but it is, as you yeah. say, just the fact of all those child actors on stage. Yeah, they're, they're uh, absolutely incredible. Mm. And what, what part of the country do you hail from? I come from Dartford, which right. is uh, south-east London, um, uh, but I live in London, so... Yeah. Do you know Norwich? Do you have any connections? I do, I love there it. I absolutely right. love it. They have a great Bikram yoga place there, which I always go to. Which I don't like Bikram very much, but I like that place. It's really, really good. Um, so, and I love the little the layout of the, the village and everything else. Yeah. No, we did uh, Witches of Eastwick there, I think was the last thing. Yeah. Well, why do you think people should come and see this show? Um, well, for the adults, there's so much in it. There's enough for the adults, there's enough for kids. The adults sit there and they just remember the times when they were children and the lovely bit on the swings always make people cry. There's um, other parts in it. I like um, This Is My House because I'm a quite home person, so that speaks to me. Um, I just think there's something for everybody in it, the characters, and just there's lots you can relate to. Yeah. And it's a fun night out. You know, the first act is quite full on and, and there's a lot to take in. Um, but it all pays off in the, in the second act and you, you totally get it and you, then you get into the flow of it, you know. There's so much information 
and so much to watch. Mm. It's a very beautiful show. It is, so much yeah. to look at. Yeah, the design that? is fantastic. Mm. Yeah. We've heard one side of the story, and now it's time for the other. Sebastian Torquia plays the other half, Mr Wormwood. He told us about the privilege of working with young actors, the childlike qualities of the acting profession, and what it's like to be a part of the Mamma Mia films. Somewhere on a show I heard that a picture tells a thousand words. So telly, if you bother to take a look, is the equivalent of, like, lots of books! All I know I learn from telly This big beautiful box of facts If you know a thing already Baby, you can switch the channel over just like that Endless joy and endless laughter Folks living happily ever after All you need to make you wise Is 23 minutes plus advertisements Why would we waste our energy Turning the pages one, two, three When we can sit comfortably on our lovely bumper list Watching people singing and talking and doing stuff All I know I learn from telly The bigger the telly the smarter the man you can tell from my big telly just what a clever fellow I am take it away son it's an absolute privilege actually to be in Matilda I th- think it's a fantastic show I was blown away by it when I first saw it in London um, just after I'd been offered the part actually I'd never seen it before so I went along to see it to see what I was um, getting involved in and I just thought it was fantastic and um, it's incredibly well written. Uh, the characters, in, in some ways, especially the Wormwoods, are sort of more developed than they are in the original book. I mean, there's a proper sort of beginning, beginning middle and end to, to their story. Um, it's a clever show. Obviously, Tim Minchin's music and lyrics is fantastic. The set is incredibly beautiful and detailed. The costumes are beautiful and detailed. And, um, and I'm having a fantastic time playing Mr Wormwood. It's the sort of role that doesn't come along very often um, and affords me to sort of play every emotion possible, I think, and, and, and be ridiculous and f- funny and slapstick, but be mean and horrible because obviously they're pretty terrible parents Um, and I was a bit daunted at first to be honest about playing the role for 18 months it's sort of the longest time doing one thing that um, I will have done and the minute I started rehearsals all that just disappeared I thought I'm gonna have a ball playing this and uh, it's fantastic you know, and also the privilege of working with children. You know, the cliche is like never work with children or animals, but for me it's the opposite. I, I'm just, I've got children of my own, and I, it's wonderful to have young people on the road with us, and you get to know them a little bit, you know, because they're with us for six months, some of them a bit longer. Uh, and I think it creates a fantastic atmosphere, and they keep us on our toes because they are incredibly professional, um, give energy full-on every night and uh, they're astounding to watch so we sort of you know it makes us up our game as well it's inspiring you know to work to work with them they're, they're so brilliant and the Matildas I mean what an incredible role for a 9, 10, 11 year old girl to play um, and they're they really are sort of little geniuses like their characters I think you know I have all respect for them I'm always astounded when we have child actors come to the theatre that mm. um, they're doing their lessons in the morning as well aren't they? Well, that's and, right. You know, the adult cast are probably sleeping in or having a coffee somewhere nice. Yeah, or going they're... to the gym and, you know, <laughs> exploring, exploring the, you know, 
local attractions. I like to, you know, that's one of the nice things about touring is that I get to see lots of different things that I wouldn't normally, you know, like uh, we were, we've just come from Plymouth. Uh, we're in, obviously we're in Bradford now and uh, I'd never been to Cornwall. And I thought, well, I'm all the way down in Plymouth. I might as well just cross over the border. So I took myself off actually with uh, my onstage wife, Rebecca, you've just met, and we went to St. Ives on the weekend and it was stunning. I mean, you know, for the first time in the UK, I felt like I'd like to go in that sea and have a swim. <laughs> it's the beaches and the sea is incredible. So, um, yeah, a lot of people talk about how the challenge of being on tour, you know, but it's kind of what we sign up to do as an actor. You know, you go where the work is and uh, make the most of it. So what is Mr Wormwood like? So Mr. Wormwood is a, uh, a sort of second-hand car salesman, wheeler-dealer, really just trying to <clears throat> make a lot of money for as little effort as possible and um, kind of lives always on the edge of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> you know, he's very highly strung and um, he's a pretty poor, very poor father. Um, he's in denial that he has a daughter at all, and his son is the apple of his eye. And he's a great character. Unfortunately, he's not the cleverest man in the world. Um, and he has, I mean, that's what's so wonderful about this, the script, actually, is there is a sort of slight redeeming moment at the end where you kind of realise, well, he is human. He has got some humanity at the end of the day, you know, but it's... Uh, it's buried deep inside him, you know? I mean, the interesting thing about horrible people is what made them into horrible people, you know? And, um, and that's why he's kind of an interesting person to play. I love playing him, because uh, it's a very physical role as well, and I have, um, have a strong dance background, so I'm able to bring that physicality um, to the role, and that makes it, um, yeah, really, it's great. Yeah, I guess um, as a father yourself, there are probably aspects of him you're horrified by, but is, is there something in his spirit that you sort of slightly admire or...? <laughs> oh, um, I don't know if there's anything about him I admire. I quite like his dress sense. <laughs> I think I could pull that off <laughs> myself, maybe. Um, Oh, no. there are redeeming features. <laughs> I think there have to be for him to be a sort of three-dimensional character. Uh, um, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, I, 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 you know, I do everything I can to not be the sort of father he is. You know, and um, yeah, I mean, for him, books are an absolute waste of time, and I've been the opposite all my life, trying to get my children to read as much as possible. You know, and. Um, you know, parents don't always have all the answers, and I think we can see that from the fact that Matilda gets so much right and understands so much more than her parents do, despite her age. Um, now, no matter how much life experience we have, there's always a bit of child in all of us, you know, and, um, and I think it's an important and positive thing to try and hold on to that, you know. Um, it's wonderful as an actor, I think, because you're constantly learning. Um, you know, with every role, you're almost starting from scratch. So I think that's why actors have that kind of childlike quality, because they feel they've never learned everything. And maybe in other walks of life, 
there's that attitude of, well, we're grown up, we're sorted, we're settled, we've done everything. And I think that could be a false, a false sense of security, you know? And me bringing up children, you know, I realise that I'm winging it half the time. You know, you, you do the best that you can there and then, but you're not always sure that you're going to be getting it right, as long as you did the best you thought at the time. So, yeah, there's a, there's a, that's what's so clever really about this adaptation, um, is that there's a lesson to be learned for everybody. So, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, you sort of do a variety of things, don't you? You've done television and film. You yeah. were in both the Mamma Mia films? Yeah, that's what right. What was that like? Yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> sort of gig that comes along and you just think, well, I can't turn that down, you know? Um, well, the first film was done in Pinewood and in Greece, sort of three locations in Greece and we went to Greece for about three weeks and oh, it was amazing you know it was such fun I mean it wasn't work it was like holiday you know paid holiday it was incredible and then the second film came along and um, and that was filmed in Croatia and I'd never been to Croatia so we went there and I was there for sort of yeah, nearly three weeks and amazing and the cast were incredible you know Judy Walters and Christine Baranski is an absolute sort of jewel of a person, Noah Street, who we didn't see so much in the second film because, as you probably know, she's not in it mm. that much. But the first film, she was... Um, it, everyone was just fantastic, you know? You hear all those stories, but we all had a ball. I was... In the first film, I was one of the... One of the stags, which is Sky's sort of... Well, his mates. But because of my Greek look, I was one of the... I sort of crossed over between the local people and the stag and um, yeah did a lot of dancing and everything and singing and in the second film I then became part of the hotel staff that she she does she redoes the hotel that she revamps it and everything and I was in the, I was the hotel staff I mean I didn't have any lines or anything you know but but I'm there I'm there and I got a kiss from Julie Waters <laughs> and when it came out you know some of the cast don't think even realized I was in it because we were on this tour and they were like, oh my God, you're like in it more than Meryl Streep and all this, you know, so it's good fun. It's good fun, yeah. you know. I've not seen it yet, but I'm going to look out for you now. Oh, okay, well, I don't want to spoil it, but um, I've got a lot of funny hairdos and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> amazing, right. amazing job to yeah, do. You know? tough gig. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard life sometimes. Yeah. Although there are plenty of characters working against Matilda, there is one shining light. Carly Toms plays the delightful teacher, Miss Honey. Carly discussed her character's kindness, overcoming bullies, and why Roald Dahl's writing is so empowering. This roof keeps me dry when the rain falls. This door helps to keep the cold at bay on this floor I can stand on my own two feet mm -hmm. 
On this chair I can write my lessons On this pillow I can dream my nights away And this table, as you can see Well, it's perfect for tea It isn't much, but it is enough for me isn't much, but it is enough. Well, when I, uh, when I was growing up, I've got two sisters, so, um, and Matilda was our favourite book and our favourite film, and so when I got cast as Miss Honey in Matilda, I was just absolutely over the moon. So, uh, yeah, I just feel very, very proud to be a part of such a, a wonderful production. Um, yeah, and Miss Honey um, is very... Um, sweet and caring and um, everything you'd want a teacher to be. So um, yeah, to get to, do, to play that every night is, is an absolute joy. Matilda, so um, when Matilda does go to school and um, you know, she um, gets scared by all of the, the older children because they tell her about Miss Trunchbull. Um, so when she um, is with Miss Honey, um, and that's her classroom teacher, um, she, I think she's a bit in shock, Matilda, that this person has come into her life who wants to protect her and um, wants to teach her and wants to encourage her because she can see what an incredible mind this child has. So um, Miss Honey is a, a light in Matilda's life um, and Matilda is also um, that for her and brings her hope. Um, where she didn't have it before, because um, in the show you hear quite a lot about the ba um, about Miss Honey's life um, and um, the sadness that Miss Trunchbull has has caused her uh, throughout the years. So um, that which it isn't really in the film as much or the book. So um, you get to explore that a little bit more um, in the musical. So there are there are elements in the stage show that. That aren't that aren't in the film or that are in the book, but that yes, are drawn there are out two sort of storylines that go that run alongside each other um, in the musical, um, and it, as it as it sort of unravels, you see how they link, um, which isn't in the book or well, uh, does, in the and it's not in the film at all. So uh, yeah, it's um, which does give you a bit more of an insight into Miss Honey. What what do you think it is about the story that? Um, that children just love and they relate to? I think it's just, you know, um, the fact that they... Uh, the fact that Matilda is the hero of the story, a, a child is the hero of the story, um, is, is why it appeals so much. Um, and what, one of the songs, um, Naughty, talks about her being little and, you know, even though you're little, even if you're little, you can do a lot, you know... Um, not letting it stand in your way um, and yeah just uh, the strength that it could give a child um, to, to hear that to hear that they can be the hero yeah. you, you hear a lot about bullying issues and that sort of thing yeah and there's a lot of that in in the story mm. from Miss Trunchbull from her parents um, and I think that um, if a child was felt like they were in that sort of situation to come and see Matilda or to hear that story um, would really give them um, give them a, maybe a glimmer of hope that they can get out of that. Mm. There's, um, obviously, it's a musical, so lots of singing and dancing. Do yes. you enjoy that aspect? Yes, I love that aspect. Um, yes, it's, um, it's a very lively show, um, 
and yeah, I've I get to sing lovely, beautiful melodies, um, and um, yeah, the uh, dancing aspect is is also uh, a challenge for me sometimes. <laughs> but um, I um, yeah, I've loved it. So um, yeah, and the cast generally they're incredible dancers. So. Um, yeah, you're very lucky if you come and watch the salsa dancers at one point and yeah, they bring so much to it. <laughs> you obviously, I mean, you said you, you loved Til- Matilda from being a little girl. Mm-hmm. Are there other stories of Roald Dahl's that you liked? Um, um, what do you think, is, why was he so special as a writer for children? I think because it was, they were such truthful stories. Um, I think that's... Um, and you really, uh, a lot of the characters are flawed and a lot of them are real, like real life. And I think sometimes uh, children's writers can, um, don't think a child will understand that or, um, you know, but I think he didn't patronise children and I think that's what makes it so, so that makes the story so great. The child in, in the stories is quite a strong character um, I think that probably appeals quite a lot to kids as well. But also they appeal to adults, and that's the thing Like with this show. Um, it's definitely not just um, marketed at kids. Uh, if you were a group of adults that wanted to come and see the show, you would also get so much out of it. Um, because, yeah, it's not, a char- uh, it's not a kid's show. It was never written as a kid's show. So, um, yeah, it appeals to adults and children alike. Did you have uh, a Miss Honey in your schooling? Was there a teacher that took an interest in you? And um, Yes, I'd say when I um, was at secondary school, though, so a bit later than Matilda, but, um, yeah, there was definitely um, Miss Kaplan, who was the head of Year 7, who uh, definitely encouraged me with what I wanted to do, especially because I was always interested in the arts. Um, and, uh, yeah, she just really, really encouraged me with that. So where did did you grow up and how did you get into acting? I went to... I was actually bullied when I was 11 um, and I really um, went into myself and got quite introverted and was very shy, which was never me. So my mum was like, right, you're going to drama school. (laughs) So I went to a local Saturday school and um, I just obviously got a bit too carried away with it and here we are (laughs) 20 years later. (laughs) So So, so whereabouts was that? um, where in the so uh, that was in um, Essex in um, Romford. Okay. So yes. Right. So. And do you enjoy touring? Yes. Yeah, I do enjoy touring. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's aspects not getting to see your family and friends as much as you'd like to. But apart from that, you know, getting to ex- explore the UK and Ireland as well. Um, it's just um, yeah, it's, it's joy to see what see. What every um, what the cities look like and um, what the people are like and the reactions we get to the show can be so different in different places, which is uh, so interesting to to hear. It's in, it's interesting, isn't it? How in different towns people laugh at different different things. things or... Yeah, it's always the first like one or two performances of each town. You like, I'm not too sure what I'm going to get here. Like it's quite a, you know, and it is a two way street in live theatre, which is one of the. Um, one of the bits that really appeals to me so uh, yeah to get that um, to sort of explore that throughout the country is brilliant Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical runs from Tuesday the 16th of July to Saturday the 17th of August that's the end of our show this month 
Thanks to Elliot Harper, Rebecca Thornhill, Sebastian Torquia, and Carly Toms. Let us know what you liked and what you want to hear in future episodes. Thank you so much for listening to Interval, the Norwich Theatre Royal podcast. 